And you can clearly see here that he seemed to have learned from his previous mistake or mistakes. And he was definitely willing to do better than he had done before. And you're probably asking, how was that so? Well, for the mere fact he was eager to please his wife. How many men out there can say that they're eager to please their wives? Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome, 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 welcome everyone and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. had to think there for a minute. I was about to say the Nuggets of Thankfulness podcast, but no, it's the Words of Encouragement podcast today. I pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly, in the best of spirits. As always, before beginning... I would like to start by giving all thanks, all honor, all glory, and all praises to the Father, God Almighty, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Because without them, I can do nothing. But because of Christ Jesus, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me, including this podcast episode, as well as this podcast series. And once again, before beginning, as always, I'd like to stop and take some time out to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening, downloading, sharing, etc. I truly appreciate it. And even to those who just stop by to see what I'm doing. Nevertheless, I thank each and every one of you. I would also like to take this time out to wish each and every one of you listening to the sound of my voice a happy, healthy, blessed, safe, and prosperous New Year. May God be with each and every one of you, including myself, for this 2022. Where I am at, today the temperature is currently 58 degrees and it is cloudy. Much earlier, it was a burst of sunshine and then yeah, it just shifted, but that's okay. It's still a good day because I'm alive. I'm above six feet, so that's a good day. And I am currently sipping on some water 
the time where I'm at is currently 3.43 p.m. Okay, so the name and title of today's episode is Build the Gallows and Hang Him on It. Today's episode is inspired by the book of Esther and of course the chapter that will be featured today in this episode is chapter 5 and this is episode 081. I'm getting closer to 100 after almost 5 years. So yes, so sit back, relax, grab your favorite either hot or ice cold beverage, depending where you're at. And join me back here in a few minutes as we get started. So see you in a few. Are you in need of some encouragement? You know, something to give you a little pick-me-up during the day or evening. Well, why not check out the Nuggets of Thankfulness podcast featured on Spreaker.com, Podomatic, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Okay, so for this particular episode, as per the leading of the Holy Spirit, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to be reading Esther chapter 5. And I will be reading today from the New King James Version, because that's my favorite version right now. So that's what I will be reading from. So here we go. Let's get started. Chapter 5, Esther's Banquet. Now it happened on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace. Across from the king's house, while the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house, facing the entrance of the house. So it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court, that she found favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter and was in his hand. Then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. And the king said to her, What do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to half the kingdom. So Esther answered, If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to the banquet that I have prepared for him. Then the king said, Bring Haman quickly that he may do as Esther has said. So the king and Haman went to the banquet that Esther had prepared. 
At the banquet of wine, the king said to Esther, What is your petition? It shall be granted you. What is your request? Up to half the kingdom. It shall be done. Then Esther answered and said, My petition and request is this. If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request, then let the king and Haman come to the banquet which I will prepare for them, and tomorrow I will do as the king has said. Verse 9, subtitle, Haman's Plot Against Mordecai. So Haman went out that day joyful and with a glad heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, and that he did not stand or tremble before him, he was filled with indignation against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home. And he sent and called for his friends and his wife, Zeresh. Then Haman told them of his great riches, the multitude of his children, everything in which the king had promoted him, and how he had advanced above the officials and servants of the king. Moreover, Haman said, Besides Queen Esther, invited no one but me to come in with the king to the banquet that she prepared. And tomorrow, I am again invited by her, along with the king. Yet all this avails me nothing, so long as I see Mordecai, the Jew, sitting at the king's gate. Then his wife Zeresh and all his friends said to him, Let a gallows be made, fifty cubits high, and in the morning suggest to the king that Mordecai be hanged on it. Then go merrily with the king to the banquet. And the thing pleased Haman. So he had the gallows made. Okay, so that was the end of the reading of Esther chapter 5. And like I said before, it was taken from the New King James Version is what I was reading from. So yes, so according to chapter 5 of the book of Esther, on the third and final day of the fast, Esther dressed in her royal robes and she decided to go to the king. And as she stood in the inner court of the king's palace, when he saw her standing there in the court, the Bible tells us 
that she found favor in his sight. Oh, she must have been a beauty to behold, but not just a physical beauty, but also spiritual beauty. She had that inner and outer beauty, you know, that really made her so special. And the Bible tells us that he held out his scepter to her. And as he held out his scepter to her as a sign of approval that she could approach the throne, she approached and touched the head of the scepter. The king then asked her, what do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to half the kingdom. Boy, you could tell he really loved her. Oh, yes. Mm -mm -mm. She definitely found favor with the king, who, of course, was not just the king. He was also her husband. And he probably sensed that something must have been wrong in order for her to come without being requested. And you see a different King Zeres versus the one that we saw in the first chapter when he was, you know, with his crazy self, <laughs> you know, um, trying to get the other one to come in his drunken state. You could see he, you know, it seems like he, he had a whole lot of time to grow. You know, growing up in the Caribbean, I always um, used to hear the older folks say, you know, when a man finds a good woman, not that, hey, I'm not saying Vashti wasn't good. That was on King Zerus. I guess he realized it was time for him to grow. And apparently he did. The fact that he was willing to listen and even please his wife we clearly see a more gentle and understanding side of the king versus the high and drunk king in chapter 1 who requested for his former wife, Queen Vashti, to appear before the throne so he could parade her around in front of his drunken officials. And you can clearly see here that he seemed to have learned from his previous mistake or mistakes. And he was definitely willing to do better than he had done before. And you're probably asking, how was that so? Well, for the mere fact he was eager to please his wife how many men out there can say that they're eager to please their wives? Very few. You know, he was eager to please her with whatever her request was, even up to half of the kingdom. Oh boy, talk about favor. Hey. <laughs> so yeah. Esther made her request known to the king. She wanted a banquet 
and she wanted both the king and Haman, the Agagite, an enemy of the Jews, to attend. Now, this banquet is also known in history as Esther's banquet. And of course, both King Xerxes, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correct, but anyway, I'm going to say King Xerxes. Hey. <laughs> and Haman attended Esther's banquet. Also listed in the New King James Version as the banquet of wine. Now, when I saw that, because I've read Queen Esther, the book of Esther, I can't tell you how many times, but it has always been in the NIV, at least the translation that I had. I have an old NIV translation when it was still a little decent. And of course, it never says that. It just says banquet. So when I was reading my New King James Version, which is the translation that I've been using since as of last year, and I'm really enjoy I really, really am enjoying it to be very truthful. And I saw that. I was like, it it just jumped off the page at me. And I'm like, wow, that's a new word. I haven't seen that before. And it's because, well, it's in the New King James Version, which I also believe it is also in the King James Version. Because those two are the two that are most closest to each other in translation. And to me, I tend to find that I get more out of using the King James or rather the New King James Version. And it's a good thing because I was like, there's something strange about this banquet of wine. I need to go further. And that's exactly what I did. And actually, the banquet of wine was a banquet that consisted not of meats. And this was after the meats were removed. This was actually customary in Persia to continue the banquet for a considerable amount of time with fruits and wine. And that's according to Banner Notes. Now, once again, the king asked her the very same question he had asked her before. What is your petition? It shall be granted you. What is your request? Up to half the kingdom. It shall be done. Apostrophe. Well, I'm sorry. Exclamation mark. So, you know, he was in pain. <laughs> he was like. What is it that you want? He was willing to grant her request. He was eager and willing to grant her request, even if it meant up to half the kingdom. Oh, boy. And of course, her request was very simple. At least that day. All she wanted was for both the king and Haman to attend the banquet on the following day, where she promised to make her requests known to the king. The Bible also tells us that Haman went away joyfully and with a glad heart. I could only see him. He was happy. 
Here he was being invited to the queen's banquet. No one else but him. But when he saw Mordecai at the king's gate and made it worse, when Mordecai refused and did not stand or tremble before him, the Bible tells us that Haman was filled with indignation against Mordecai. However, Haman restrained himself and went home. Now, according to Merriam-Webster, or one of those dictionaries that I use, indignation is anger aroused by something unjust, unworthy, or mean. Other words that can be used for indignant are angry, fury, outrage, rage, and wrath. When he arrived home, he sent and called his friends and his friend Zeresh. And once his wife and friends arrived at his request, he began to tell them about his great riches and the multitude of his children. He finally got around to the good part and said to them, Besides Queen Esther invited no one but me to come in with the king to the banquet that she prepared. And tomorrow, I am again invited by her along with the king. Little did Haman know Yes, indeed, he was being invited to the queen's banquet. But it would also be his last banquet and the last of him. His own evil was about to come back full force upon his very own head. Anyway, let's carry on. Despite all his great riches, his multitude of children, his promotion and advancement above all the king's other officials, he still wasn't happy, nor was he content. Simply for the fact, because Mordecai would not bow down, tremble, or pay him homage. This was the real reason why he hated Mordecai. It wasn't because Mordecai had done anything to him. Haman was a demonic narcissist from the pits of hell who wanted any and everyone to bow down to him, no matter the cost. He was willing to do anything in order to have his wish, even if it meant putting an innocent man and his people to death. He had already began to set the ball in motion by cooking up that evil decree that was to take place at the end of the year. But it seems like he couldn't wait any longer. 
He wanted Mordecai dead right away, that very moment. If he could have called strike, you know, lightning to come down and strike Mordecai, trust me, Mordecai would have been dead if it was up to him. But of course he couldn't. He couldn't come up with anything to do so. So his wife and friends decided to help him out by giving him some advice or an idea. The Bible tells us that his wife Zeresh and his friends then said to him, let the gallows be made 50 cubits high and in the morning suggest to the king that Mordecai be hanged on it. Then go merrily with the king to the banquet. And the Bible tells us that their advice or suggestion pleased Haman. And then he had the gallows built. It's a good thing that Mordecai was truly a man of God. Because if he were not, he probably, not he probably, he would have been dead, especially the way Haman wanted to kill him. Oh, he would have been dead all right. Because imagine his wife, Haman's wife and friends are telling him to build a gallows and they're telling him how high to build it. 50 cubits high. They're giving the instruction what to do and how high to build it. <laughs> kind of like God telling Noah to build the ark and telling them and telling him in the morning to suggest to the king that Mordecai be hanged. Had God not intervened, indeed Mordecai would have been hanged because he would have ended up going to the king. And listen, we already know the track record of the king. He don't read nothing. He don't look at nothing. He just passed his signet ring and, and, and he just seals the deal. And it would have been over for Mordecai, even before the rest of the Jews. And then Mordecai wouldn't have been there to probably help, you know, intervene as far as being able to speak to um to Esther to go to the king and then all the people would have been slaughtered all of God's people would have been slaughtered but one thing with the great God that we serve when we are walking in alignment with him indeed he will never leave us nor forsake us he will always look out for his people he will always raise someone up. And if he raises someone up and they don't do the job, he's going to raise someone else up until he gets someone to do the job. But he will always provide help when it is needed. He will do what he said he will do. Just what his word says. He's, you know, he's a God of his word. He's a God of his word. Clearly, we can see the wickedness, the ignorance, and the pride of this demonic character called Haman. Like I said before, he was willing to stop at nothing to get what he wanted. And believe it or not, there are people out there today in this very day and age who also have the spirit of Haman in them. They are willing to do whatever it takes in order to kill, steal, and destroy us, the people 
of God at any cost. Not because we did anything to them. It might be just for the mere fact that we refuse to bow down, tremble, or pay them homage because we are children of the living God through his son, Jesus Christ. You're hated just for the fact that we belong to Christ. We're God's children. And that alone is a warrant for them to, to hate you and to kill you. That's, and that's what they, you know, that's what they feel. That is why it is truly important that we really hold on to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is extremely important that we cover ourselves daily and hide ourselves under the shelter of the Most High God. And we can do this daily through prayer, through fasting, reading his word, and truly spending quality time with the Father. Each day, we need to cover ourselves in the precious blood of Jesus, cover our families, our loved ones, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and anything that God may have given us or allowed us to have. You know, we have to be extremely vigilant and sober-minded and like the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5 verses 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. Some translations would say destroy. Either way, it's the same thing. Dead. Both him, his demons... And his children. So yes, we have come to the conclusion of episode, of this episode actually, chapter 5 of the book of Esther, part 3 in this series entitled, For Such a Time as This. I hope and pray that you enjoyed the, or this third installment in the book of Esther series. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, please cover and protect us under your mighty wings from the wiles of the enemy and his children who walk about like roaring lions seeking to kill, steal, and destroy us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so now we have arrived to the quote of the episode. And yes, I didn't. I made sure I got a quote this time or to include a quote. And this episode's quote reads, The riches of God are free, but they are not cheap. And that's by none other than Howard G. Hendricks. So remember, the riches of God are free, but they are not cheap. A price was paid. For both you and I. And that is none other. Than Christ. Jesus. So once again. I would like to take some time to say thank you. To each and every one of you for joining me. On another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you. If this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you. Please feel free to share it with others. 
please feel free to subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, Podomatic, and everywhere that podcasts can be heard. You can feel free to like, share, and subscribe on either one of those above-mentioned platforms. Also, please feel free to check out my other podcast, which is entitled The Nuggets of Thankfulness Podcast, which is a devotional podcast featured on Spreaker.com, iTunes, and Google Play. If you'd like, you can simply drop me a line at arlenaflanders01 at gmail.com. You can also check out my blog at www.arlenaflandersoneword.wordpress.com. I look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. Remember, as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. Be blessed.